0: Thank you for joining In The Vine Dating Podcast with host, Melissa Chavez, where we'll be inviting different guests to answer all of your questions about Christian dating and relationships. And of course, discussing our upcoming event, The Christ and Country Dating Mixer, this November 18th. If you have not signed up yet, please visit our website at inthevinedating.com. And if you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to show your support and like, share, and subscribe.
1: Hi, everybody. Welcome to In the Vine Dating Podcast. It is your host, Melissa Chavez. And here with me, I have Shekinah, Yesi, Denise. So once again, um, as you guys know, Denise is in Ohio, which explains the webcam. Um, We're just, it's been working. We're so excited. And I hope you guys saw that reel we did with the office theme uh, theme song. (laughs) It literally made our day, made our week. So, yes. Um, So. It's Thursday. We are, what, three days away from our event. This is nuts. We are so excited. Just thinking about the first text message, we're like, hey, we're going to go ahead and do this um, to where we're at now. We're just so excited and we can't believe that the time is here. What do you ladies think? How are you feeling about the event?
2: I'm just excited to meet every single person that signed up. I feel like it's going to be like um, meeting a celebrity. You know, you're going to kind of get like, oh, my gosh, you signed up. I remember when you signed up, you know. I remember I was doing this. And, oh, my gosh, you're amazing. I can't wait to, you know, talk to you and get to know you guys and just see how you guys interact together.
1: Yes, yes, I agree. Uh, Denise, how do you feel?
3: It's actually a bittersweet for me. I'm sad that I won't physically be there but I am so expectant and I'm so excited to just hear the feedback the testimonies um just everything all the hard work that's been put in you know by every single person um, really just come into fruition and just really see how it all goes so I'm to say I'm excited is literally an understatement I am just thrilled to see what God's gonna do in the midst of this all
1: Absolutely. And I know that you have your three babies praying for the people that are in attendance. <laughs> yeah. Just so you guys know, those are the best intercessors that you could ever possibly have. Okay. So you're welcome.
0: <laughs> what about you, Shekin? How do you feel? No, I'm super excited. I'm excited to engage with everybody and play the games and just be a part of it. And I know we've been looking forward to this. And so the fact that it's like finally here and it's only a few days away is just so exciting. And um, I know that uh, Yessi and Melissa especially have been working really hard on like putting together the games and like the icebreakers. And it's just been exciting to be part of this process. And so I know <laughs> we're we're shrieking yeah, over here.
1: We're excited. So, yeah, it's going to be great. If you didn't get a chance to get a ticket, I am so sorry. Honestly, we wish we could open it up to everybody. I know that the ladies, um, we received a few feedback that people were disappointed that they couldn't get tickets, but there will be other ones. So, you know, stay tuned for that. And so this week, last week we talked about the interview that we did with A-Rob, right? And we got great feedback on that. We talked about biblical masculinity. We talked about um, traditional gender roles and all that stuff, which interestingly enough, some of the feedback that I got on that was like kind of on both sides of the coin. So I think um, another time we'll definitely be able to talk about opposing opinions when it comes to that. But it was definitely interesting to hear that. And so this last Monday we released Andre's interview which is Yasenia's husband and <laughs> and it went so well honestly as you guys saw on the on the interview Andre is super methodical he was like hey phase one phase two phase three and I was like yes sir <laughs> um, but it was so cool to be able to sit with him and and just hear his story because again like we I, I knew him and I think on the interview we said 2013, but I knew him before that when he and I were both like out in the world and stuff so it's just crazy to be able to see his transition from um, like we talked in there from like an immature boy right um, which I, I to me it sounds so demeaning so sorry Andre I didn't I don't mean it like that I promise to a biblical man you know and so that to me is, I'm pretty excited. So today we're gonna break down the the interview a little bit. We're gonna give in a few perspectives from the woman's role, right? And we're gonna go from there. So, let's dive in, shall we? We shall. Yes, <laughs> I'm answering myself. <laughs> um, okay. So, what? One of the things that caught my attention about him was because uh, yes, he has a similar testimony where it's like you know, they didn't start going to church first. Like it was just a God thing, right? That God was calling you guys first and that you started feeling your heart turn turn towards God. And so how he said that, um, he just really started following God. Um, well not thoroughly, but he just started getting the impression of blessing his food. And that to me was like, that's funny because a lot of people discredit that, right? Where it's like, oh, you're just blessing your food, like whatever. But to me, it's just a little bit crazy that that was like the inception of it all. Like what do you guys think? Have you ever, have you heard stories like that of people where it's just like, it wasn't the traditional way of finding Jesus?
2: I, I can um, just say that when I did meet Andre, he actually helped my sister and I move into my apartment. So he actually visited us and we had like pizza and it was just for a little bit, like he helped with some things and uh, we were again we were just friends you guys my sister was there too (laughs) um but he (coughs) prayed for the food because we sat down and we were having dinner and he prayed for the food and my sister and i were just looking at him like because i I didn't go to church but i was reading the bible so i was getting to know the lord but i didn't know people actually just bless the food so when he did that we were stunned and my sister asked him are you do you do this all the time? Like, and he's like, every single meal, I do it. And he really does. And he's been teaching my daughter to do it. And um, like for Thanksgiving, he's the act- the one that they'd say, you know, Andre, bless the food. Um, so it's pretty cool to see. But honestly, the fact that he said he was transformed and just started doing that, to me, it's unheard of. I would have never gone the route of just starting to bless the food like that, you know? And he yeah. said he just felt like the need to do it. Yeah, that's
1: crazy. That's super crazy. Um, does Denise, you want to chime in on that? <laughs> uh,
3: no, actually, I don't, I can't think of anything, honestly, right now of a story of uh, just something of that nature, to be honest. Oh,
0: that's fair. What about you, Shakina? No, I think, I think God has definitely been showing up in people's lives like that more and more. Like you hear of, um, you know, Islam's are just seeing Jesus now. You know, mm-hmm. you, you hear of, I hear a lot of testimonies of where God just showed up in my room or God just convicted me and I that suddenly decided good. like. I shouldn't do this anymore. And, um, you know, I think, I think that testimony is so powerful because it just shows how open a person is yeah. to this way of life is not working for me.
1: Yes.
0: And, you know, I need something different. And then God shows up in those moments. He shows up in those vulnerable moments. And it, it was just beautiful to hear that from Andre's perspective because he heard the voice of God and he acted upon it. And yeah. that's where, that's, I think that's the part of the testimony not too many people follow through on. I think a lot of people feel that conviction. A lot of people hear the voice of God just in those random moments. But what's beautiful about Andre is that he followed through. And then he saw, I'm going to start praying over my food and just being thankful for that. And then yeah. he just through that process of, Lord, where are you going to lead me from here? He followed through with it. And so I love that part of that testimony of he, he heard it. And that I don't think is super rare. I think a lot of us hear that call out of nowhere. But to follow through is is unfortunately the rare thing. But it's amazing to hear the testimony that he shared um, of what that looks like and how that manifested in his life by just simply being obedient. So I thought it was awesome.
1: Yeah, that is really good. I hadn't even considered that like as far as other cultures just following Jesus, right? Because, yeah, I'm not even going to go down (laughs) there. But, yeah, it was really good. So one of the major themes themes in his story is accountability, right? And so how he first sought out accountability and that helped him transform his life because what I especially liked was he said that he started going to these, he mentioned the outsiders and I was going there and that every week it was like an altar call, an altar call, an altar call, which again, as we mentioned there, like there's a time and place for that. But then there was that process of maturity where he's like, okay, I know that there's more to that than this. And so, um, to me, that was a major component in his, in just growing, right? Yeah. And so then, how has accountability, obviously, we see how it affected him, but how has accountability impacted you ladies, and how have you seen it transform the lives of men around you? Um, I'm going to let
0: Shikai answer this. <laughs> <one>. <laughs> uh, well, first, I, I do want to say that I love that part. That was probably, when he talked about accountability, was the part that I really, that highlighted the most for me was because he shared the miracle that he received when he first got saved there was that miracle of like all the all the partying the drug use and the the alcohol just suddenly went away yeah and I thought that was amazing and I I think those testimonies should be shared and I think those testimonies um are incredible to hear but what so many people don't follow up with is I received the miracle of freedom and I had the freedom to then step into my calling Mm -hmm. and um I think a lot of people receive those miracles without realizing they receive those miracles and then go right back into their old lifestyle and fall back into those old addictions. And what I love the part, he, he, he admitted, he was like, I received this miracle of freedom from my addictions. And, um, but then over time, like that darkness slowly started to enter back into my life. That's when I got accountability. That's when I was like, no, I'm not going back into that. And so that's the part that I found so profound is that, um, you know, he received the freedom from these addictions, but in that freedom, he chose to move forward the call of God on his life. Yeah. And so that to me is just, again, it talks about uh, that maturity. And I love that, you know, we got to hear my dad speak on, you know, just kind of what masculinity should look like in the church. And then we got to see the person he mentored and really got the brunt of it Um, (laughs) you know, um, and how that affected him by just following through. And so, he also made a statement where he got the accountability, but it's 90% our work and 10% the accountability's work, right? And I thought that was so profound. And um, he didn't put all the work on the accountability. He made himself subject to his accountability. He made sure he went to his accountability for mentorship. If he was struggling or if he needed help, he went to the accountability. And I think that's just a that's really what accountability is—is is you have someone you can go to, as opposed to you assign someone to come to you. If that makes sense.
1: Yes. Yes. I feel like, and it's absolutely true because I think people think accountability is babysitting, right? Yeah. It's hold. It's hand holding, but it's not that. <laughs> accountability is you saying, "Hey, I need help, and I'm gonna come to you to provide for me with that help." And it's funny, and it's interesting that I I asked you to answer that first because. And obviously, we're not gonna go into, into like the depths of it, but Shekinah is like one of the most accountable people um, on this earth. Like Shekinah, um, she can. I'm constantly texting Melissa. Constantly, <laughs> constantly. And to me, I'm like, Shekinah, I love you. Like, I'm just like, you're fine. And she's like, you messed know, up. I
0: messed <laughs> I had a bad thought towards someone today. Help me.
1: <laughs> and I'm like, me too. Girl, tell me who I am. <laughs> um, no, but I, I actually love to hear because I know that it's coming from a place of a lot of authority when it comes from you. So that's really good. Um, I know, Denise, that you're really big on accountability. Um, so go ahead <laughs> and chime in. What's churning in that stomach of yours?
3: Oh, I'm huge on accountability. I, I mean, in every aspect of life, the most successful people, are held accountable, or are mentored, or coached by someone. Yeah, right. And so for me, it was I. I grew up, and I'm going to probably reference this a lot throughout the podcast, just because it's like second nature to me. I grew up playing competitive sports, mm-hmm. so to me, being held accountable, being coached, is like second nature. Like it's needed in life, you know. And so, and even in hearing Andre's, you know, accountability. One of the things that I I always I've always admired about Andre, and I it was one of the things that stood out since I met him was his discipline. Yeah. When he's truly disciplined on, in something, it's like he's disciplined, right? Mm-hmm. So, and in doing that and holding himself accountable, clearly you can see the fruit. And um, I just truly believe that if you want to be fruitful in any area in your life, you definitely want to have somebody that's going to hold you accountable. And it, what that looks like is you go to that person for that mentorship, that coach, that advice, and then you have to do, like we were just mentioning right now, it's up to us to do the work and, you know, actually apply it. And so- I just fully agree with you, ladies. I think it's huge and it's needed.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, see? I talk w- about Chalmayans. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to
2: share a uh, story about my awesome husband. Um, there was a time when we were courting, and uh, P. Lynn, she was um, Shekinah's mom, she was holding me accountable for a lot of healthy boundaries that I had to stick to. Mm. And uh, my husband and I had a lot of struggles, and obviously we can get into that when the time is right or the podcast goes to that. But um, she would always hold me accountable. But there was some times that I would mess up and I would feel shameful to come to her. Mm -hmm. And guess who would snitch on me? (laughs) My husband. But we were not married, but we were dating. And um, I remember one time I came to uh, Pastor Linda and I was like, look, could you believe like this is what I did, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I know. She goes, "Uh, Andre told me. And I'm kind of upset that you didn't tell me first. Honestly, you should have, like, you know, blocked him and everything first. Um, it shouldn't have taken him to come to tell me. And I just was like, oh. And at first I was, like, upset with him. Like, why did you do that? But he is so disciplined. And he made it a point, like, I really, truly care for you. And I believe that, um, you know, you're getting those healthy boundaries. Um, you're being held accountable for those healthy boundaries. And I really, really want you and desire that you stay accountable. So I, I'm, if I mess up, I'm going to be honest to you. Your your mentors, or yeah, mentors, and so I thought that was amazing. Like, okay, like who who does that because they actually really do care for you. Yeah, you know
1: that's really good. And I just want to speak on by behalf because. I know that, um, as she says, she's like, hey, I'm not here to control your life, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, but is. there is a difference when you put somebody with that permission and with that place, right? Because P. Lin, one thing that she always, she always says, she's like, I'm not going to go to hell for you. <laughs> like, um, so she takes her job very seriously, yes, right? And, and she should, right? Every, and I think that's such a, a key point when you choose a person to hold you accountable. Because it has to be somebody that's not going to feed into your whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It has to be somebody that's going to give it to you straight because they first have fear of the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you're going to go, um, if you're going to, hey, dude, like I need to stop drinking. And you're going to go to somebody who's still drinking, um, red, flag, yes. red flag, red flag, red flag, red flag. Who you choose to sow into your life and to speak into your life is such a big deal mm-hmm. because they their life will bleed into yours, mm-hmm. uh, because that's what you're looking into. And so for you to say, "Oh no, I need to separate this person from this," like they're good at this one thing. No, <laughs> what's our? I think we're just gonna make this our tagline: How you do one thing is how you do everything. And so it's like if you're going to somebody who's not living a godly life to the best of their ability, I'm not saying per like uh, I'm not saying flawless. Like we all have flaws and we all have our shortcomings. But like Denise said, is that person getting mentored by somebody? Is that person being held accountable? Because everybody here at this table is being held accountable by somebody, you know? And that's really what a a thriving society is, is people being mindful of each other um, and sowing into one another. It's like as you're going up, you're reaching for higher heights and you're reaching towards somebody that is helping you get there and then that person is reaching higher. And ultimately we know that the ultimate high one and sovereign one is Jesus and God. And again, the beautiful Trinity of God. So um, definitely uh, as we're speaking about account- accountability, as you guys heard Andre talk about in the in the interview, he chose specific ones, right? It was people that he already saw that they could help him towards that. And so he made himself accountable to those people. And so Greater Works Christian Church is where it's at. Holla, yeah. girls. Um, <laughs> okay, so um we're gonna move on to the phase two of the interview I really appreciate that he did that because it's actually helping me a lot (laughs) shout out to Andre um yes so the first thing I asked him what would be the first things that he would tell somebody that would want to be in his similar position right and I don't mean a, a duplicate life of what Andre's doing like I don't mean that at all but somebody that has um a successful career somebody that has a thriving family, somebody that is godly, obviously, first and foremost. And so the first thing that he said is, being in the will of God is what gets you to where you need to be. And so then um, I always try to place my myself in the position of somebody who's just listening to that for the first time, right? Because Christianies, Christian circles, we hear that, and we're like, oh, okay, that makes total, total sense. Um, but to me, it's like, okay, well, how do you get into the will of God when you've never been in the will of God, right? Mm-hmm. And so then he touched on some good points, but I'm curious, what would you ladies say to somebody where it's like, hey, how can I, as a single woman, like, how would you tell somebody uh, that's a single woman or even somebody that doesn't have a thriving marriage that didn't start uh, in the will of God per se, like, what would be the first piece of advice that you would give them? I'll start with Yesi. I'll start with Shikai. <laughs>
0: um, First and foremost, I don't. I, it doesn't have to be difficult, honestly, is take responsibility for yourself. Do what you know is the right thing to do. Be honest. Um, you know, go to the scripture and uh, you read the Ten Commandments, right? Like, you, it's pretty basic. It's pretty straightforward. That's a great place to start. Mm. Um, if someone's listening to this going, but I, how do I hear the word of God? How do I hear the will of God in my life? How do I hold myself accountable to that? How do I hear God's – what is he telling me to do? Let's start with the basics. It's literally – written down, you know? And so I think just, um, it starts with making the right choices. It starts by living, um, a life of integrity. And as you step out into those things, God's going to start showing up and you're going to start filtering in his voice going, oh, that was God. Oh, that was God there. So I think it just starts with, um, identifying areas where you can just do better. I can be more honest. I can, um, you know, live a more, uh, integrity, life full of integrity. You know, I can give a little bit more to the poor. I can, Wherever it is, you feel that kind of tug of, I can do better in this area. Start there. Yeah,
1: going back to start praying for your meals, right? Yep. Something so simple as that. Mm-hmm. It does say, I, bu- I forgot what book it says. I kind of want to say it's Romans. I need to get better at my citations. But in Romans, it says that he's written, he that every human being has a, has a knowledge and awareness of God, right? And so w- because we're created in God's image, whether mm-hmm. you deny him or not, every single person on this planet is created in God's image. And so that means that we all have a connection, whether it's a very, very small connection, Mm -hmm. whether it's a very big connection. um, God desires for us to be reconciled to him, right? And so I think wherever you're at, which honestly leads me to one of the... Can I... Yeah, yeah, please go ahead.
3: I'm sorry. I just want to answer, just because of the girls that I've mentored, I know for us, it's as Christian girls, it's easy to say, open up the Bible and do this. But I've literally mentored girls that don't even know how to do that. Mm-hmm. They, would, they wouldn't even know. And I'm not downing them. It's just the, how they grew up, right? Like right. if I were to say, hey, go to the book of Psalms or read the Ten Commandments, like they've never heard that verbiage, Ten Commandments. Yeah. And so and, um, and this is just my personal experience yeah. with the group of girls that I've had. So for me, I would say to those people that don't even know where to start in the Bible is find a church find a spiritual mentor um that you feel comfortable with yes and where do you start i mean it can be in different places i mean it can be in different facilities it can be in different centers um it can be in a church like i'm sure that you know friend that to some degree goes to a church or has something and plug yourself in and find that spiritual mentor whose life is like reflects what you want and then from there you have that one-on-one accountability um to start okay where can i look for the ten commandments what book is that in and then literally showing them okay okay, like it's in the book of this and in guiding them because there's people that literally have never opened up the bible that don't even know what where to look for a book or even like the glossary or even like the you know the beginning i forgot the name right now where you see where all the books are at they wouldn't even know where to start in that So that, for me, would I would definitely direct them to a church, um, connect with a friend, um, and definitely find a spiritual mentor that is obviously has been in the faith for a long time and has fruit to back up the substance that they're saying. right? Yes. And
2: a track record, right? Yes, a track yeah.
3: record.
1: Yeah, like, uh, for example, what always gets me is, you know, these people that are selling, like, the, the latest fit drink or you're going to shed, like, 10 million pounds, and it's like, all right, well... <laughs> I don't know, Sally, like <laughs> come back to me when yes, I see results, you yes. know, like, but it's the same concept, how much more with your spirituality, right? It's like, if somebody's telling you, oh, God repairs marriages and does all these things and uh, he helps you like, and but their life is not producing
0: that fruit. Yeah. It's like, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just not. <laughs> yeah. And that's one of my dad's famous sayings is you're not, don't go to four or five. Don't ask financial advice from someone who's broke, right? you know, and I think that's very key is when you look at somebody, preferably in the church, definitely in the church, (laughs) who's um, living a lifestyle that you go, I want that for my lifestyle, approach them, yeah. you know, approach them, you know, ask them out, you know, hey, like you're, you're somebody that's highlighted in my life. I came here, whether you're new at the church or even going for a while, but you're now you're really starting to step in. Go approach that person. Don't be afraid, you know, where it goes back to even dating. Like (laughs) we're talking about just having that confidence to say hello. You know, you can, how you find a mentor is the same way as you find somebody whose life reflects what you value and what you want for your life and just approach them and say, hey, you've been highlighted to me and God really highlighted you to me. Can I take you out for coffee? Can we just have a conversation? I would love to get to know you more, you know? Yeah. With. Ask ask your mentor out on a date is what I'm saying. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. <Yes. laughs> yeah,
3: it's,
0: yeah, it's true because
1: it, I think that just helps build a, a huge dynamic too. Yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, great dynamic, I should say. Okay, so another thing that he talked about is his jobs, right? How he first started at, well, I know these are not his only jobs, but J C JCPenney and then from there to Chase and from there he went to where he's at now. And um, one of the things that I've learned as I started at Greater Works Christian Church is that your job really is an identifier of where you are at in life. And I don't mean it as in, like, your intrinsic value as a human being because we're all created with value, we're all created with worth, right? But where you're at with the wholeness in your heart, like, uh, just all these things. And so, like, as I mentioned in, in the thing, like, You're not. If a Christian were to come up to me and says, "I'm doing OnlyFans," I'm gonna be like, "Okay, well, (laughs) I don't know what kind of church you're going to, but you
2: better be preaching (laughs) on there." (laughs) Yeah,
1: (laughs) the OnlyFans you should be having is one on your ceiling, girl or guy, whatever. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Um. Anyway, so I thought that was like pretty pretty crucial, right? Because um, and we touched on it in the in the interview about the whole Adam and Eve thing. You know, Adam, and sorry, I, I'm kind of jumping around a little bit, but I think it's it's it meshes well. Because with Adam, you know, God first created Adam. and Well, commanded the things and then created Adam. And then he was like, okay, now you get to name the animals and do all these things. And he told them to be fruitful and multiply and like all these beautiful things. And so then it said that the man, Adam, came to God. And then he was like, hey, like... <laughs> Everything here has a companion. What about your boy, you know? And so then that's when the Lord created Eve. And we know the story. Well, maybe you don't know the story. So he put Adam on a deep sleep, took the rib out of him, and created Eve as a helpmate, Mm -hmm. right? And so a lot of men, they want the Eve, but they still haven't learned how to take dominion or, for for another word, they haven't learned how to take control over the situation that they're in. And I don't mean control where it's like, I run the show, I'm the one that's like, throwing out commands only, but take control and learn how to till and build in the ground that you're in, right? So for example, at JCPenney, he said that he was there for like, a total of like five years, I think. And so in the last year and a half, it said that I think that's when he, the words that he used was that he changed his perspective. So I'm assuming that during that time, that's when he got saved. saved. And he was like, okay, what can I do here that like what can I do for God here and what can I learn in this situation and I know that for me especially when I've been in, in situations where I feel like I've dropped the ball already and it's like oh no like these people already know me a certain way like there's no way that I can come in and all of a sudden be God's shining light you know what I mean people they're gonna be like you just had really good coffee today like relax um, but I think that that's really crucial and that really brings in a lot of hope because it's like, you know, the place that you're at right now doesn't have to be the place where you're at. And so those, mm-hmm. those two questions that Andre asked, I think, are um, so essential in moving forward and getting into the will of God, yeah. right? Where it's like, one, what does God want to, what can I do for God here? And what can I learn here? So, yeah, I know that you experienced a lot of that change with him, kind of with him but not with him while he was at JCPenney. So how was that experiencing it from, like, your perspective and even just that principle, what does that mean to you?
2: Well, that's a good question. So I, I know a big thing about Andre is um, he worked at JCPenney and I know that at the very beginning, um, it wasn't always like the the most, he wasn't the most hardest worker. Um, on the other end though, my sister did work with him and she said that he got, he actually taught her a lot of good things. Hmm. So, um, I, I always told my husband, you actually did your job that you, you know, you had to do there yeah. and I'm glad he was there cause Hey, we met, right? <laughs> um, and then I got to meet everybody else. So that was cool, but I'm thankful because he actually did a lot of ministering in JCPenney that actually brought him to other places too. Um, he made connections that we still network to this day. Yeah. Um, Which is amazing just from that time and and from getting to know people on a deeper level and on a silly level, too. I think that's what helped open those doors for him. Um, And then not only that, his perspective did change to the fact that he obviously wanted to achieve better. Um, He when he did get hired at um, Chase. Yes, Chase. He wasn't that happy because he really he knew where he wanted to go and he had a burning desire for where his career is at right now. And the fact that he only got hired at Chase and it was part-time, it really frustrated him at first, but then he said, I'm going to make the best out of it here. That's good. And the the fruit of it is, you guys have no idea, but this man saved, like, almost a whole year's salary worth just working there. That's crazy. Which is crazy. That's, like, what helped us buy the house, but it's... Crazy how much discipline he took just where he was at because he was purposeful. He's like, God has me here for a reason. And then he also knew, like, God has me in finances for a reason. That's why I'm handling this much amount of money. And then he was promoted again because of his perspective. And something that Andre emphasizes a lot, not just to me but to his team, um, and we had a conversation about this after, after his podcast, was that God really does care about your job and where you're at. Because what, he, yep. what does he want you to do? He wants you to be an influence in that arena, exactly. right? And so God is not just content with you just working, um, you know, let's just make an example. You're a bad boy today, but he wants to move you up. He wants to level you up. So what are you going to do as a bad boy there to get to where you can be an influence? Yes. You can be an influence to the people there and your perspective is like, hey, how am I going to change you? You Again, you can network that way to get your to get to the place where God wants you or he can even like promote you to manager. You know? So it's a crazy, uh, a crazy thought to think about that God really does care about your job and your situation. Yes. And that actually helped him because he understood, okay, I'm going to make the best out of where I'm at right now. He revamped his resume because, again, he was applying two years to this place where he's at right now. And that's like where he sees the will of God really come in. And the minute that he revamped it, the next week he actually got the job, like the job interview. That's Which amazing. is mind-blowing um, because we were hoping and praying for that, and it happened. So that's when you kind of know, like, okay, I think we're in God's will because God is opening doors. And and, and that's it just goes to show you when you seek God, well, like what Denise says, when you're about God's business, yes. He's going to be about your business, right? He's going to be opening those doors, walking alongside you, making the impossible happen. And I really see that to this very day. Like, He actually just recently got recognition from the CEO, less than 1% of associates in this company have been recognized by the CEO. Yeah, it's crazy. And you want to know why? Because of his personality. They said that he is is such a a go-getter, very interesting, like he has no problem talking to anybody from janitor to CEO. Like he doesn't treat anybody differently and he likes to have fun where he's at, but he's also serious. So the fact that You know, when you're in the God's will, God really does take care of you in all facets and will level you up so you can be an influence. So I think that's amazing. You know, like his testimony, I just want to add to that because I don't think he went further than he could have. And I'm sure he wanted to But you know, discipline Andre. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And I, I think you touched on something that's so, so, so important because, you know, coming down to comparison, right? We all compare each other and we're like, hey, well, I don't have that. I can never do that. But um, what I love about that is that even the things that are were wacky, right? And Andre God used that in order to be able to open doors. And so many times, you're and I'm not saying like you need to hone things in, right? Like there definitely there there definitely needs to be some growth in that. Like I'm not gonna, even though I love to have a good time and to make people laugh, like I'm not gonna do that at a funeral. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I need to learn how to discipline. Time, that and, kept, place, time yeah. and place, time and place. And so it's crazy, but at the same time, like I just using myself as an example, but having a having an ability to like make people laugh or whatever it doesn't it shouldn't just because other people don't respond that way doesn't mean that I need to diminish myself for that instead I just need to learn when God wants to use that right and so I think that's that's super key especially for men like you know if God has hardwired you for certain things like well both men and women then don't don't discredit those like I think we've all been given a, a specific identity. We've all been given certain gifts, and we've all been given certain abilities. And it's not by it's not by accident. And so I love that you said that, and I love that you tied that in because it's like when we would look at Andre and it's like, dude, like, that guy is wild. He's crazy. Again, going yeah. back to, like, the outfits yeah. and, like, just that in itself, right? But to see how that's what's getting him the recognition. Imagine if Andre would have, like, if he would have been like, oh, man, like, I need to become, like, I, when I'm picturing a Spongebob, when he becomes the, the normal Spongebob. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, what if he would have just become like, hey, how are you? Like, the Matrix, you know, like, the opposite of the Matrix. Uh, I have so many cartoons that are yeah. coming in my mind right now. That's or, crazy. or just
2: stay quiet. Because, yeah. you know, he always has something to say, something outlandish. Yes. And in these meetings, literally, people, like, laugh. And these are people, like, serious meetings that people shouldn't be laughing at. Yeah. And they just laugh and it's just like that comedic relief, you know, like that they needed or he makes light of a situation or he gives different perspective and he opens people's hearts. Like, you know, kind of like what comedians do, you know? Yeah. In a way. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I just wanted to share like that really matters and I did see that growth in him. So I know that you asked me like how how does it feel for me to see that? Yeah. Like from... Started from the bottom, now we're here type <laughs> of thing. It, it just makes me so excited because I do see the favor of the Lord on him. And he seeks God, like, all the time, you guys. Yeah. Like, you guys have no idea. He's walking on the treadmill reading and listening to the Bible. He's eating cereal while re- reading the Bible. Like, he's constantly seeing how he can, um like, sharpen himself, you know. And he's always sharing, like, amazing revelation. And I love it because sometimes I actually, like, want to share, like, some of my revelation. And he's like okay, but do you know the deeper meaning now? <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, I guess my revelation <laughs> wasn't good enough. But um, it, it's just amazing and profound that you can actually have those combos and he he seeks the Lord, and you can see that the Lord really, really knows that he's a man after his own heart. Yeah, that's really good. So that's what I see. So I, that's where I think the growth comes from, to be honest, because if he didn't have that heart, who knows where he would have been right now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Did... Um... And Denise or Shekinah, one of you guys can answer this, where it's like, did you ever have those moments where you're like, okay, like, and this is a rhetorical question, because I know we've all had this, where you've just come to that moment, and you were just like, okay, clearly what I'm doing is not, it's not working out. <laughs> and I need to turn this sinking ship around, right? And I, I actually think both of you guys are going to have some hot fire answers for this. So I'm just yeah. going to start with, uh, I'm going to start with Denise.
3: Um, oh yeah I can I mean there's countless times where, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. where it's been like that I think obviously when I left the church and then I knew I was time to come back like that was definitely a, a okay turn around you know yeah. type of moment um, in my marriage and my relationships I think it's a continual thing to be honest I think that um, when you start to get complacent or comfortable, or the moment that you think that you're like, oh, I got this figured out, you have that moment because God's like, first of all, like, you you don't, you, you don't, like, you right. still need me. You know what I yeah. mean? And so for me, it's just, I, I, to answer your question, yes, I've definitely had those <laughs> moments.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, I think for me, most commonly, um, it's not so much that God turns me around and says, go do this, as much as He turns me around and says, go back. <laughs> and, um, cause I'm all over the place, you know, I, I like to travel. I like to do this. I like to move on to the next thing. And there's, um, there's that my season of maturity was God going, no, stay here. Yes. You know, stay right here. Um, I had a job that I quite frankly hated. I hated my job and the Lord really convicted me and said, do all things unto the glory of God. That's so good. Mm-hmm. So in hearing, um, Andre's testimony, you know, he honed, he honed that in and he, he didn't like J.C. Penny anymore, and he was going out for other jobs. But that didn't uh, make him a horrible employee. He actually got better. He actually honed in his skills. He actually took more responsibility. And, and with me, same thing. I remember I had a job. I hated it. Hated the job. But the Lord was like, Mm-mm. "You're not gonna. You're not gonna represent my name by not doing a good job That's or by leaving it under bad circumstances." Yes. Or, you know, and so I honed it in and I I was there for uh, much longer than I wanted to. Mm -hmm. And you know what? God opened the doors for me to be able to minister to people. Um, I was able to take the skills that I learned at that job into my next job, which was an even bigger blessing. And I know that if I didn't learn that in that place and I did leave when I wanted to, God would have just had me learn that lesson somewhere else, you know? And so I think it's just... I, that's, that's how it is for me very often is I'm just like, I want to move forward. I want to move on. I want to move to the next step. And God's just like, no, stay here and learn what I have for you to learn here. And, um, I'm just going to say, uh, don't suck. Embrace the suck, Embrace you know, but uh, honestly it's like uh, we get jobs or we get put in positions or, where we're just like, we're ready to move on from this, Lord. And he's like, no, you're not, you know, um, you need to <laughs> hone in your skill. You need to discipline yourself here and be a positive light, you know, because yeah. I feel like there's just some people who are just bad employees. You know, they do the bare minimum. Oh, yeah. They hide in the break room. And um, <laughs> it's just, it's it doesn't give put God in a good perspective. You know right. what I mean? You're not giving glory to God. If people are going to find out you're a Christian. is this how all christians are you know i I can't by relation yeah exactly and so i don't want to be that person and so just understand that where god has put you he's put you for a reason you're learning some valuable things um and if you step into those things with a spirit of excellence despite whether or not you like it he will promote you like he did with andre he will promote you like he did with me and i know he'll promote you like he did with melissa you know i know that she has a very similar testimony when it comes to working as well so at the end of the day whatever god puts you in Even if you don't like it, put a big smile on your face and be the best employee that you possibly can. Give people something to talk about positively so that when you say, I'm a Christian and I go to church, people are interested. People are invested in that. And it can put a positive light on what God is doing in your life and not a negative one. And that's ultimately what this is about is bringing glory to God. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's
3: one of the, sorry. um, One of the things that I definitely, one of my other Cliche sayings that I live by is, you know, I do everything unto the Lord Mm -hmm. and everything that I do because at the end of the day, it's, I'm going to have to go before God and I'm going to have to give account for everything that He allowed me to have. And it's like, okay, how did I steward that? How did I steward my friendships? How did I steward my relationship with God? How was I a reflection? And I don't know who said this, but, you know, it was probably somebody from ISOM, but one of the things that really impacted me in my walk was sometimes the closest thing, p- thing that people will get, like the, sometimes like the closest thing that people will like get to a Bible is you, mm-hmm. like the way you walk out your life. That's good. And I think, and I think ever since I really heard that, like realizing that I should be an embodiment, like what you were saying, to kind of what Christ looks like that really put that fear of the Lord in me. Like, yes. Oh my gosh, like I have to, I'm not saying like, I'm afraid of anything, but wa- walking in the type of reverence that making sure that all that I am doing is a reflection of God. And honestly, Um, I have testimonies of where my mirror, I don't have to talk Christianese. I don't have to throw out God and people that are not Christian come and tell me, like I have a friendship, friends that are not Christian. They're like, we just love being around you. Like, you know, we love being around you. We've had like bad examples of other Christians and I was turned off by Christians for so long. But just seeing how you are, like, you give hope that there, that there are real Christians out there. Yeah. And I never had to say I was a Christian for right. people to realize that I was a Christian, right? And mm-hmm. so I just wanted to add another thing that you said that you blogged about, Melissa, because I'm sure people are thinking, like, okay, well, what if I'm not in a position like Andre or, like, these other examples that we're going to give? You wrote in your blog that a janitor inside God's will has the same ending as a famous person inside oh, God's yes, will. Yes, That was fire because at the end of the day you're gonna be judged by God based off the calling that he gave you yes and so for you to think that being a janitor is less important than a famous person like you're only fooling yourself because if that's where God has asked you to be that's where you're gonna be where you should be right doing right. God's kingdom mm-hmm. right so I just wanted to add that that's yeah. really
1: good and it um you know God uses janitors a lot to so speak with me because I remember one day when I I just I don't know, I was like a few years into the church and I got a, a key to the church and I was feeling like, all oh, like, yeah, your girl got a key. Because <laughs> to me, it, was, it just signified responsibility, right? It signified trust. It signified that I was allowed to be able to be there. Um, and then one day as I was praying to the Lord, he was like, you know, he's like, you got a key. That's really good. He's like, but never forget that it's the janitor that holds all the keys. They can enter into any space. They can enter at any time, at any closet, any office. And I was like, Lord, that is so, so profound. Yes. Because, and obviously we're speaking to whoever is feeling very lonely, you know. And again, bringing it back to the to the dating thing, it's God sees you where you're at. And I think that's, that's the biggest thing that we... That we're hoping to get out of this, right? Because even with Andre, Andre's story is a lot different than mine is a lot different than other men in the church. Because you know, we start at we all have we all have different starting points, right? Okay. And so to compare Andre's starting point to your starting point to my starting point to other men's starting point is not fair. But the right. only thing that you can possibly do is really just have a heart that's devoted to the lord and i know that for men that may sound very very feminine right how do you devote yourself to the lord but it was funny because i was talking to pastor linda and we were talking about men singing and i was like "Pilin, like how is that manly and she's like that is one of the manliest things she's like because david sang in the bible and david is known as a warrior so she started using the example of david and i was like "Pilin, like that is you know And that moment was a little bit hard to hear, but once I took it to the Lord, I had to start realizing that if we're starting to counteract culture, right, why are we still allowing culture to tell us what certain roles look like Mm -hmm. and or what certain things should look like or how things should, because at the end of the day, and again, Denise, I'm I'm very grateful that you brought up that, that blog, right? Because that is really the season and where In the Vine dating really came from. Where it's like, you know, at some point, you really just have to give everything up before the Lord, right? And I think that's the greatest treasure that any man, any woman can ever find. Coming to the point where it's just like, you know what? Yeah, I do want, and of course, I'm using very, very small things in the grand scheme of things. But I do want the cars. I do want the houses. I do want the success and blah, 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 blah. But that in in eternity, as Janice was saying, like when you get to that, in front of that throne room, right? In front of that throne and you're... Before the Lord, because it says that every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess his name. Mm-hmm. I remember the Lord told me that once. He's like, you keep reading it like if it's only wickedness. He's like, you're also going to bow before me mm-hmm. and you're also going to confess my name. And I was like, Lord, like you're savage this morning. Like it's <laughs> 8 a.m. Like you're already talking to me like this. Sheesh. <laughs> and buy a girl coffee. <laughs> um, but it's the truth. And so I remember when he told me that, like, again, the fear of the Lord just fell on me. And I was like, wow. Wow you know god really doesn't play he really doesn't play and i think there's there's fear in that and there's also comfort in that mm-hmm. because with god it says that perfect love casts out fear mm-hmm. and so it, it's it's funny because we're we're kind of it sounds like we're circling around but it really b- boils down to this whole like dating and this whole um being married because it's kingdom minded You know, the story of marriage is the story of God and his church. It's the story of God and his bride. And that relentless because, you know, you can look at yourself and you're like, oh, man, I'm this hot. I'm hot. Like, I'm all these things and blah, 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 blah. But I have to remind you, like, there's a story in the Bible where it says that a rich young ruler came to God. And the rich young ruler had everything set. Like, he had riches. He had these things like and. In today's society, it'd be like, it'd be a rich person coming to the church, and all of a sudden, you can see your young young adults ministry flourishing. Like, all of a sudden, like, you can get a school, like a bus for people to get to the church. But it said that Jesus told them, sell, sell everything and follow me, right? And that, to me, is so profound, because many people are not willing to let go of their own identity, whether it be broken or whether it's a whole identity, and many people are not willing to let go of the ideas that they themselves have in their mind over things that they desire so badly. Like mm-hmm. and um, and I think that's just the story of God, right? Where it's like we've created these ideas in our mind and I'm not like the things that Andre went through where it's just like he went through JCPenney to Chase to where he's at now, you know, yeah, there's success in that. But the reason why he was able to open those doors is because God's kingdom was amplified. And so it's not because God was like, oh, yes, my son, I want you to have nice things only. Like, I want you to be able to show up and show out. Like, that's not God's heart at all. It's like, where you're in that place, are you going to confess God's name? And there's, again, another scripture where it says, "Um, if you deny my name before man, I'm going to deny you before my father. And so those are really the things that should be leading our lives, right? Because those are the things that really bring in success. And it goes back to the janitor, being able to be in whatever space they're in. They're like, hey, you know what? When people show up, it's going to be God's kingdom. Like, even at work, when I know the bathrooms aren't cleaned or anything, and I show up the next morning, I'm like, wow, like, that's so dishonoring. You know what I mean? Somebody's not doing their job. And it's effective. Like, it affects the, the morale. Like, it really has... But there's, there's this other lady that comes in, and every time she comes in, I'm like, oh, God, because me, I'm an introvert, okay? But she's like, hey, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. And so then she forces me to talk. And so then I'm like, and I'm like, dude, like, are you the Christian or am I the Christian? Because I don't know. But I love it. I love it, right? Because, you know, if I was immature in that area, I could be like, oh, my God, like, I have to blah, blah. No, but I have to show her. I have to show up and be like, oh, yeah, you know, going through this, going through that, like, and allow her to be herself as well. You know yeah. what I mean? And so. I think that's the story, the beautiful story of Christianity and the beautiful story of what Andre was depicting when he was sharing his testimony where it's like, you know, you really just have to, and I'm going to beat this to a pulp, but honor, honor where you're at, honor where the Lord has placed you and honor the people that he's put in you. If you're having a difficult coworker, if you have difficult parents, if you have difficult siblings, if you have difficult wife already, difficult husband already. Honor where you're at. I love what sorry, I, I'm rambling, but I'm gonna I'm Go just it. one more thing. Preach. Um <laughs> Jordan Peterson, right? He has this thing where it's like he was doing an interview, Dr. Jordan Peterson, and he was talking about how a man is like bashing on his wife and he's like, Oh, she's not doing anything. And he's like, the one that looks like an idiot is not your wife, it's you. Because you're the one that chose her. You're the one that made the conscious decision to make this woman your wife. And so the fact that you're not able to help her develop, that's a reflection of you. Mm. And so, if he said that with that, but we can say that at any job, like if your boss is being rude and your boss is not helping you, I'm sorry, that sucks. But wherever you go, you're going to find difficult people. You have to learn to grow in that area. Like, not every farmer is going to find um, great ground. Like, they're going to have to plow, they're going to have to break forth. And so, it's only the ones that have broken forth that have ever left a legacy worth repeating, you yeah. know?
2: Yeah. So, think about your boss as God, <laughs> not as your right, physical yeah. boss. Yeah, yeah,
1: which goes back to doing things unto the Lord, and work as unto the Lord. Yes. I think what? Colossians or something? So, yeah. Before I move on, anybody want to add to that?
2: I, I just yep. know that he. Uh, one of the biggest things is the last year and a half, right, at JCPenney, he changed his perspective. Yeah. And I think that's a lot to do with also just uh, dating in general because yes. a lot of people can think, like, you know, there's not enough men out there, there's not enough women, there's not the right people. But, again, what, the way we do everything, we have to make the most out of the yes. situations we're in. So if you right now don't see, you know, a, a possible, you know, spouse or, like, some uh, somebody that p- can potentially be your boyfriend or girlfriend or you can court, like, what are you doing with that time? What are you investing in yourself? Yes. And I think In the Vine Dating is highlighting that, like, we're here for you to invest in yourself. Like, yeah. we're setting that environment that that thought, that everything, like we're sparking something in people. Yes, that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. And
0: I, I like that you brought it back to the dating perspective.
2: How are we talking about a job? How does it apply to my dating it, life? Yeah,
0: everything. But everything, exactly. Yeah. How you like how we've been mentioning, you know, how we've been really plowing it, how you do one thing, how you do everything. And, you know, I just want to go back to the King David. Um, God didn't select King David until he was fruitful and faithful as a shepherd first. Yeah. He yeah. worked excellently as a shepherd. He protected his sheep. He fought off bears and lions for the sake of these animals, you know? And if he was faithful and produced excellence in that small area, he was able to be blessed as a king. You take care of my sheep. How much more will you take care of my people? That's right. And I think even in that, I think so often we have these men and women who are like, oh, I'll make these changes after I get married. Oh yeah. You know? And that's, that's such a toxic mindset. So it's a broken mindset and it'll lead you into problems that you didn't have to go through. If you just handled where you're at now with excellence and then yeah. God if you know you're supposed to be married you know you're, you're called to be a husband you know you're called to be a wife start acting that out now in the area that you're in now and God will bring you that blessing but God's not going to bring you that blessing if you're not taking care of what you need to take care of here mm-hmm. he's not going to put you over here on a higher right. level on uh, to be accountable to a wife or accountable to a husband if you can't be accountable um, to a mentor or to a boss or whatever exactly yeah
1: And I would say this for both men and women, if the person that you want to date isn't being mentored, don't, 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 because then they're going to, I think they're going to put you in a place that you don't need to be in. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. and so I think for accountability sake, right, coming back to accountability, I think it's such a, I've seen all the relationships that I've seen flourish, both the man and the woman were getting mentored in one way or another. And so I think that that is really crucial.
3: Yeah, because if you can't be, if you're, the partner you're trying to marry can't be held accountable to a person you can't see, how are they going to be held accountable to a God they cannot see?
1: Exactly. Mm.
3: Yep. So for them, right. if they can't submit, if they can't submit, it's just already starting off the foundation without there being submission. Yeah. Because the same way that a wife has to submit to the husband, the husband has to submit to the Lord for there to be a healthy dynamic of submission from the top to the bottom. Yeah. And I'm not saying the wife is the bottom, but just like, you know, as a parent or, you know, from the children and so forth.
1: Completely agree. Okay, so I know we kind of went really deep into that one, but now we're going to. Someone needed to hear it. it. Someone needed needed to (laughs) hear it. Um, But what I, this one's going to be fun and I can't wait because my girls, when I tell you my girls are passionate about this, they are passionate. It's coming. I feel like if we have, Ramsey, hopefully you can add a ding, ding. Ding. (laughs) because I feel like we're about to enter rounds with this one okay so one of the things that Andre said was that men and women cannot be friends and so I know how every single person in this table feels about that Um, and I have a testimony from that thanks to my girls looking out for me for that but I'm just going to start in order because <laughs> I just want to hear it all. Um, I'll start with Denise.
3: Oof. <laughs> I've said since day one that a guy and a girl cannot be friends. Like that is something that I am very vocal about. I have a niece, Eliza, who's like 20 something. Till this day, she calls me. and One of the things she's always telling me is like, Nina, because I'm her godmom. like, god mom, you're so right. Like, a guy and a girl cannot just be friends. I said, I know. And honestly, I'm going to be, like, I'm going to throw it out there. I have yet to be proven wrong. Yeah. I have yet to be proven, like, and if you, and if there is a case, please email us. Let me know. I would Someone has to yours. be lying
2: really? in that. Oh, yeah, Somebody's for sure. Somebody's lying.
3: Yeah. But, I mean, honestly, just one, I just, I've never seen it work. I mean, you can try to start off as friends, right? But at some point, you know, a guy's going to fall or a girl's going to fall in for that guy or whatever, yeah. because that's how we're wired by God. We're wired. A man is wired to pursue like a woman's like wired to like want to, you know, to feel pursued. Right. Yeah. So to say that a guy and a girl can just be friends for me is going against saying God's a liar. Like mm-hmm. you're going against God's design. Yeah. And I know that's probably like very heavy.
1: But that's just how I feel about it. Yep, 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 yep. We love it. We accept <laughs> it. We encourage it. Well, not the men and female friendships. We gotcha, but
2: we
0: gotcha.
1: <laughs> what she said, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. see
2: Yeah, I believe during um, your singleness, during your courtship, and during marriage, not allowed. Mm. Not accepted. And I also think it's it's really sad when, and I and I know this because I used to think that, is when a girl says, "I can't have any girlfriends, like they're all drama." That's why I have a bunch of guy friends, but there always is going to be that person that ends up liking you, or you liking them. Feelings get hurt. Like it always leads to that. Always, like yeah. you said, it's never been proven wrong. And I think that um, even with myself, like my husband and I were friends beforehand. Yes, we passed those boundaries sometimes, and. Again, we started off as friends. Look at where we're at now.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> like, obviously point doesn't proven. work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
0: for sure. Holy Spirit, speak through me. <laughs> no. Um, so funny. I think we've all been there, right? Every one of us yeah. at some point have oh, yeah. believed that we could be friends with oh. a guy. We were just be friends, right? We wanted and to someone, be the exception. someone, and we want, yeah, we wanted to be the exception. We've heard it. We, we saw it. We were just like, but he, we, he and I have understanding. We've discussed our boundaries, And, uh, we understand, like there's an understanding. I, um, (laughs) I used to be that girl that would hang out with, I was a guy's girl. I was that girl that could Mm -hmm. never get along with other women. And I was like, I just, I prefer men, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. In that state, I will admit there was a brokenness. I couldn't get along with other women (laughs) because I was broken. You know, we constantly Mm -hmm. preach, we constantly teach. And I hear it said all the time, men need men and Mm -hmm. everyone can agree. But for whatever reason, when we say women need women, we have so many women go, "Er!" it's so weird. Yeah. yeah. And it's weird. Women need women. Mm -hmm. You know, as much as we preach men need men, women need women. There was a brokenness Mm -hmm. in me that determined that I couldn't spend time with other women. And I made excuses for why I couldn't do that. But that was just a brokenness. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I would, I would, I was, I'm, I have no problem vocalizing my boundaries or establishing boundaries. So I didn't have a problem saying, Hey, like this, we're just friends. This is platonic. You know, and they would have an agreement back, um, but
2: you would tell them, "Don't fall in love with
0: yeah, me." Pretty much, don't fall in love with me. It's fine, you know.
1: <laughs> no, but um, I'm getting strong usher and little John vibes, right? Yeah, now.
0: <laughs> but like, <laughs> okay. In that sense, there was even in that there was that brokenness of I want to be pursued without the commitment. I mm-hmm. want the attention without the commitment. And how many women are in that that? field where they're just like i like the attention or Mm. they complain i can't find a good man well you're probably friends with one of them seriously (laughs) um but also (laughs) this is very passionate for me i have so many people in my Mm. life who argue this with me and i you're right i have yet to see it work i have not seen it work one time without a single person getting hurt through that process and so it's just it's it's what we stated in our past podcast. Is you know you attract what you put out.
1: Yeah. And mm-hmm. when you
0: are broken and you can't get along with other women, you're attracting broken men. Because the men and oh. reverse the roles, right? So good. Like I talk yes. to women because I'm a woman. We said it before. Please reverse the roles if it applies to you. But the men who are attracted to that and are okay with being friends also have a brokenness in them, um, where they kind of get to that point where like, well, I'm halfway in. I mean. Might as well just stay here. It's better than nothing, right? Mm-hmm. Like they have that brokenness in them. And that's sad because men, you deserve better. You, It's okay to tell a woman, I'm not okay with just being friends. If you don't yeah. want to date, I'm going to go put myself out there somewhere else. That's mm-hmm. a healthy mm-hmm. response. And mm-hmm. that kind of friendship level between a man and a woman is just extremely unhealthy and is extremely broken. And I used to have an agreement with, uh, I had a friend who I was very close with and he was a guy. And we had this agreement of when we start dating other people, we'll just cut this off because that's not appropriate, right? Like healthy boundaries, right? How broken is that though to say, hey, Melissa, I can be (laughs) friends with you until someone else better comes along.
1: Uh, You know what? (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> Let Not me help only- <laughs> you.
1: Let me help you. Today's the day that somebody else is going to come along.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but exactly. And so, you know, you have these guys and girls who have those, who have, that's a really common standard within yeah. uh, platonic relationships of like, hey, we'll always still love each other. We'll be friends. But we just know that once we start dating other people, we'll kind of like, we'll cut this off on that level. And one, to be making that proposal is toxic. And then to accept that proposal is toxic. And that's just guaranteed to fail all the way around. So it's just, I've, and I've, then I've
3: then go ahead. Let's talk about the fact that you even have to make that proposal. Exactly. It really shows you. Exactly. Right, that it's mm-hmm. not right. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean that, that yeah. in itself for me is like red flag. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And
0: I, 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 I take wild. responsibility. I had that friendship. Yeah. I've had those friendships with guys Same. and with, I've had those understandings and we thought it was healthy because those boundaries were well communicated. And then there's been times where I've hurt guys. There's been times where I've even been hurt. And um, it was when I got hurt that I learned my lesson. And God was like, see, <laughs> see, you know. And uh, that's when I was like, oh, that's so toxic. And it, if I were to have this kind of relationship with another woman, that would be horrible. There, There's no way that I would be friends with another woman who I'd say, hey, we can hang out and talk until someone better comes along. Is that okay? That's a really good
1: perspective, yeah.
0: You know, and it's just, it's, so just think about it in that sense of, if you were to say this to, as a woman, saying that to another woman, would that be okay? It shouldn't be okay with another man. Certainly not. Um, and yeah. so it's just, it's just not good. It's not yes. good. And it's yeah. completely normal and it's completely healthy. And it, it communicates healthy boundaries and um, confidence to be able to say, honestly, I'm not interested in just being your friends because I do like you. So I'm just gonna, you know, I'm gonna take my leave and I'm gonna go make myself <laughs> available elsewhere.
2: Yeah. You know, yeah. and or, I'm not going to get... the ball's in your court. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, exactly. I like you. <laughs> yeah. exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Without actually telling
0: them. <laughs> you know, uh, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's
1: just, I can go off. I can go, I can go. No, on. it's so really good. It's really good. And I just want to, I just want to say, because, and I, because it's just funny to this day. Are going to share this yeah, story? Yeah, yeah, okay, cool, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. this guy <laughs> is like a proverb <laughs> in our, in our circle of friends, okay? So there was this guy that I had met and that I was dating. You're welcome. Like we said last episode, I'm only here for entertainment. And, um... And I remember we, I had him over at my house, and I had my friends there, and so they started roasting the guy, right? I was like, have at it. <laughs> and so then, well, not roasting, but just asking him. Interrogating. Interrogating him. There you yes. go. And so they asked him, I think, yes, he was like, do you have a best friend or something? Yeah,
2: and I think I asked, Yeah, I asked him if he has a, or what do you think about having a friend of the opposite sex? Yes, yes. Is what I asked him.
1: And so then that's when he said that he had a girl best friend. And so to me, <laughs> Melissa's head flipped right away. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. So then I looked at yes, and she was like, oh, you know, like obviously she didn't, I mean, we didn't go deep into it, but afterwards she was like, you know, like that's not, that's not a good thing. Red flag. A red flag. And so and I was like, oh, I don't know, like blah, 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 blah. But other things ended up going down. And so I ended and up. And he was defending it. He said, no, yeah.
2: not at all. Like, we're like, you, like it, that never happens. I think we all said that to him, yeah. right? We're like, that never happens. Oh, like someone's bound to catch feelings yes. it always happens and he's like no never no that's not what we do yes so then again it
1: didn't end up working out with this guy and so then i didn't say anything because it wasn't really about that but it was other things but and so then i started praying right because that's how you keep your heart from growing bitter you pray you pray you pray you pray you pray yes. and so then i prayed for this guy and i was like lord like i pray that you would bring him the right person like if it's um if it's that girl then I pray that you would just open their eyes to each other because, you know, at this point, they're both being delulu. (laughs) Um, They're both being delusional, right? And so then I think that was, like, what, November? By December, (laughs) they were already coupled up. And I was like, you're welcome. You have an intercessor for your relationship. But, um, no, but the thing of the matter is. And then she messaged you and said, thank you so much. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I've been through some things. Yeah. yeah. Pray for your girl. But it happened. He And this is why we're in a podcast. And they're married now. And now they're and married. married. Yeah. So, and, and I have and a lot of stories <laughs> like that. So oh, that We have um, not been proven wrong. We have not been proven wrong. I am a legitimate matchmaker. Yeah. Uh, just so you guys know, I have countless stories um, not just show. in that area but yeah I definitely am a matchmaker so November 18th if you didn't buy your <laughs> ticket there will be other ones yes if you want one-on-one professional matchmaking <laughs> I'll let <add> your girl <laughs> it comes in the form of mentoring
0: yes. um but Can I, I just know. add one more thing to that on the topic sure um message to women again reverse the rules guys I'm just talking to women because it's easy um <laughs> message to women If you're having a hard time finding the right guy, but you have a lot of guy friends, that's your problem because no good, godly, masculine man is going to come into your life, see you surrounded by a bunch of other men and want that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's time to start setting boundaries. It's time to start um, surrounding yourself with other women, godly women, getting a woman mentor and... Stepping into that role as a woman because, I mean, let's be honest. A guy comes into your life and sees that you're surrounded by other guys and is okay with that. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, it's it's a little awkward. So if you're having a hard time finding the right guy, look at all the men around you. Either A, take your pick, or B, get rid of them all. Honestly, <laughs> like seriously, you either it's either pick one or, or none because yeah. at this point, you're really setting yourself up for failure and you're weeding out a lot of potentially good, honest men because they're looking at your life going, ah, she's, she's got a lot of male attention, mm. you know, and that's not healthy. That's, and if you attract a guy that is okay with that, he's not healthy. Mm. So I just wanted to give that message to the women. If you're having a hard time finding the right guy in your life, start looking around at all the men in your life and see what's how close are you allowing these men in your life and how are the women in your life um, because good, godly, honest men look at that. They don't just look at you, they look at your relationships as yeah. well. So you need to look at your relationships as well.
2: Yep. That's good. I feel like this triggered a few people,
0: though. I, I
2: honestly. <laughs> um, <by> <laughs> my message. And I here, <laughs> I feel it in
1: my gut. That um, Give us here. the
2: feedback, you guys. Yeah, <laughs> don't, you guys know what to do. Don't, don't to turn us here. off just yeah. yet. <laughs> but,
1: and just to soften it a little bit, just a little bit. Mm-hmm. We do understand that it's difficult, right? Because mm-hmm. now there has to be some introspection. And now there has to be boundaries being set. And so um, along with that, there has to be some inner healing that takes place. And we're, everybody here at this table is speaking out of a place of understanding. Like we're not just throwing out these things and expect people to just catch it and run with it. We understand that there's a process of time, but we under, understand as well that there is an honor that you need to restore to yourself, right? And so for me, if I, if I didn't have Yessie, that would have been like, hey, you know what? Like that's a red flag. And I wouldn't have pondered on that, then I would have, God only knows what in the world would have happened, because,
2: yes. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, No, but really, like, pay attention to the women in your life, pay attention to the men in your life, uh, because that really is a reflection of you. Like, who you are is, who you hang out with is who you are. Um, and,
3: and then you also reap what you sow, right. And and you're really big on that. And I'm coming from a place too, where I used to have a guy best friend and uh, that obviously was, (laughs) didn't turn out well. And so obviously we, I had to cut him off before I got married. And so it really just made me think like, man, like that sucks because I don't want my kids to reap what I've sown in the past or even myself. Right. It's like, that's not fair to that guy. That wasn't fair to, um, either party. Um, to be treated in such a manner, because back to what you always say, Melissa, when you really realize that each person is like a son or daughter of God, like, are you really okay with treating right. the son or daughter of God in such a manner? Right. And maybe the other person is, but does not make, give you the right to do that? Exactly. So, um, I, I love that. And I also, I was going to say that, you know, girls, I, I, my experience as well is women that say that they can't be friends with other girls, there's a brokenness in them. Yeah. And, um, we're not saying that from a place of condemnation, exactly, actually yeah. it's from a place of truth to set you free yeah. to help because the truth is what sets you free. So, if you've never seen it from those eyes of like, wait, is there a brokenness? Then maybe start looking and ask God. If so, basically, if you got triggered, there's a brokenness. Yeah. So ask ask God to help you see where that stemmed from. Yeah. Did you not have a good father figure? Did you um? Did you not have a good mother figure? Like try try to ask God or even a mentor. Okay, where is that brokenness stemming from? Why am I feeling that way? Um, and a lot of the times you realize that it comes from well, you don't want you don't want to be vulnerable because with women, yes. you tend to be more vulnerable. Yeah. With men, you don't. Right. Yeah. Men, it's vulnerability in a different way in different right. ways. But um, with women, there really is this vulnerability of sharing emotions, sharing thoughts, sharing feelings, sharing all of these things. So if it's hard for you to be vulnerable in that sense, then maybe that's where the brokenness is stemming from.
1: Yeah. And. Denise, I love that you touch on that because it's not just the vulnerability; it's the competition aspect, right? Yes. Because the moment that you open up to another woman, you put yourself in a position to be looked down as a woman. And so mm-hmm. I can, I, I, I'm not proud to say it, but at the same time I am. Like every single person in this table with me, the reason why they're on this panel with me is because I've had problems with them. Like we've had, we've had the, we've had the hard discussions. We've had the, the confrontations. We've had these things. Like to this day, like. It was so funny. I just texted Janice like a few, a, like a couple of days ago, and I was pouring out my heart to her. And she was like, "Dude, like I'll slap you," and I was like, "Thank you. <laughs> that's what I needed." Um, but it's it's because like we're afraid of being looked down upon. But that's why it's so important. Like just because there's conflict and because there's confrontation, it doesn't mean that it's a bad friendship. It doesn't mean that yeah. it's it doesn't mean that you need to throw that away. It means like. It, you know, even last, um when we were setting up for the event, she shows up and she's like frantic and she's like, okay, but she's like, I'm not going to respond like this because I know you're going to respond like this. And I was like, no, but I don't want to respond like that because you're responding. <laughs> like, but it, it took a lot for us to get to that place for us to be able to honor each other in places where we're stressed. We know? were
2: even, um, as we were setting up, we were actually making like, fun of each other yeah. because of an argument we've had, like, years ago, yeah. remember? Yeah, oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not my, not my but best friend
3: there's, there's a sense of trust with all of us, exactly. right? Yeah. Like, there really is, a, like you said, we're not in competition. We All of us here understand our roles. Yes. We understand what we're called to do. We're here to complement one another. And I think that, like, we've created a space where even, like, if I'm not agreeing with something, or if I'm like, okay, wait, help me understand your perspective yes. because I'm seeing it this way, you mm-hmm. know? So... There's this, there's this, it's not, it's, everybody's going to fight. Everybody's going to disagree, but it's, it's what you do in those, those disagreements that really determine the type of friendship yes. that you're going to have. So I love that you said that yeah. about the competition. And, and we actually like
0: caught that. that on our last episode when you corrected me. And I love that you did when I said that <laughs> women can do it all. And you said, I'm actually going to disagree with you, Shekina. Oh, yeah, and yeah. I love that you did because right there in that moment, I thought this is an example of what we're trying to put out there. Is that we right. have that relationship with one another where you can correct me and I'm not just like, oh, how dare you? You're just trying to one up me. You're not, you know, like you you did it out of love and you did it out of right. it, like, and that's how I received it. And so I, that's right. the kind of friendships that we're encouraging in the vine. Yes, is that?
3: Yes. Yeah.
0: Hot fire. Uh, so good. Um, we do need to start
1: winding down a little bit. So I'm just gonna touch on just two more things and then we're gonna talk about the event. I'm so excited yes. about it. So. One thing before we go into that is, let's see, there's so many that I just want to, oh, the risk in choosing somebody to settle down with. I think that's big because a lot of people, it it goes back, did we talk about this in the last episode where it's like, uh, we did, huh? Where it's like, you never know if somebody else is going to come along or blah, blah, blah. But I love that Andre touched on the risk versus reward. Mm -hmm. He's like, Mm -hmm. he, because you have to take a risk whenever you choose somebody, whenever you say yes to somebody, that is a risk. And so then uh, while he was speaking, the Lord, the Lord showed me that where it's like, you know, it really, and again, please, like, I'm not saying that if you put in all the work, if the other person doesn't put in any, any work, then whatever. But at the end of the day, it comes down to clear conscience, right? Yeah. And understanding, again, that the seeds that you sow, they're going to produce a harvest. And the Bible it talks about that those who plant with tears are going to reap joy. And so, wherever you're at, whether, you know, the other person, you're already committed or whatever, and it's not working out, like, you need to understand, like, you need to do your part to do your part, right? And that's a whole spiel, and I already see the future episode with this, and it's just amazing. But anyway, coming back to this moment, there is always going to be a risk when you say yes to somebody, when you decide to choose somebody, when you decide. But there's also risk in not doing that, and I think mm-hmm. not taking risks and that in itself is already such a problem, right? Because, you know, God put us on this earth to be fruitful and to multiply. And so for you to um, prevent that from happening, for you to choose that, like you really are hating yourself. As Denise was saying earlier, you're coming against your own design in that area because there is this innate desire for us to be able to reproduce ourselves in other people. And that is the overall thing that we were put on this earth to do, to have dominion and be fruitful and multiply and so um if that is you if you like even if you know you're again coming back to this event and you're like dude like i was too scared to be able to go to this event like i didn't want to put myself out there it was way too vulnerable if you can't do it in a setting where it's controlled everybody's doing the same thing there's privacy and with people that genuinely want to see you win in life then there is a brokenness there there really is um and I'm not I'm not saying this in a derogatory way. Honestly, it it's kind of like a like a friend, like concerning way, where it's just like, hey, like you really should pay attention to that because there's this saying in Spanish where it's like para todo hay gusto, which means like somebody has a taste for everything. Like somebody somewhere is gonna like that. And so, yeah. who you are and what you bring to the table, there's somebody out there that wants you, that desires you, that. It, the moment that they see you, they're gonna be like, "Dude, like, where has this person been my entire life?" You know, and they
2: check off everything off my yeah, list. Yeah, <laughs>
1: they check off the important things, yeah. the important things off of your list. And yes. so I think give yourself that opportunity, please. Like, off uh, uh, all of us here, have put ourselves in a position where we really put ourselves out there, and there's been many times that we've been left out to dry, honestly. And I'm not, mm-hmm. and those areas were not pretty those times were mm-hmm. not the best. Like there are different. There definitely has been lots of sorrow and there's been lots of brokenheartedness, but at yeah. the same time, there's, there's no point in giving up. Like, why would you allow brokenness to determine your happiness? Like that to me is the craziest thing, the craziest pattern that you could ever do. It's like, Oh, I've been broken so many times, like that. I'm not going to have room for joy. Um, you've tasted broken heartedness so much that you deserve joy. You, why not yeah. do it again? Why not risk it again? Why not try it again? Now, if you're going for the same type of people, then <laughs> therein <laughs> lies the problem. Okay. Um, yeah. But change something, right? It's like, okay, well, you know what? I've been going out to the bars and I've been doing this and I've been looking for this type of girl and it's not working. So let me try something different. Let me go to in the vine. Let me see if they, they know anybody that they can hook me up with. Like, Let me see if I can just go to church on Sunday and maybe men, like, I don't know, but there is going to be risk. And we're not saying that, like we said in the very first episode, we're never going to romanticize this. We're never going to say that there's not going to be any pain. We're never going to say that. But what we're saying is that it's worth it. Like everything in God is worth it because God can use the good, the bad, and the ugly for his glory. And ultimately that's what we've been placed on this earth for is to bring God glory. Our children, our wives, our husbands, It's all to glorify the father and it's all to depict a picture of Jesus and his bride. And so the moment that you put that in your forefront, it's the moment that I believe there is going to be breakthrough because you're also going to see yourself as somebody that plays into a larger picture on this earth. You know, we're not just called to go to work. We're not just called to do all those things. Like, I think it's, I don't know the book, but it's the one that's um, always talking about sorrows and all these things. What is it? It's not. Lamentations. Lamentations where the guy's like, just lamenting about life. And at the end, he's like, you know what? I've discovered that the best thing to do is enjoy what God has given us and to be able to live a life that's pleasing unto him. And so what has God given us? He's given us the ability to procreate, to be able to pour ourselves into other people, to have relationships and so if you're, if you're in a place of isolation, I was the queen of isolation. And the moment that I started stepping out, I kid you not, I started encountering so many different problems where I was faced with relational, not just relational like men and women, but friendships like people that I loved I started facing all those things and because there's there's such an attack on that the enemy wants Mm -hmm. to wants to keep you isolated and wants to make you feel like nobody's going to ever understand you those dark thoughts that you're having like there's no healing for that the moment that somebody hears those dark thoughts and to me like that's such a lie from the pit of hell like it really is and so there will be resistance like uh you know I know that we don't talk about this much yet, but there is very real warfare. There is a real enemy that is Mm -hmm. warring against your soul. And so the number one tactic that the enemy uses is isolating you, is telling you that there's nobody in this world for you. And so whether it be a spouse, whether it be a friend, like there is a community out there that is waiting for you. There is a community out there that is like crying out for whoever you are to come in and for you to bring your giftings and that's where we find our identity we find our identity in community you do not find it in um you know self-help books like those things after some time like you're gonna have to put it into practice okay no more self-help books people let's (laughs) get into the word let's get into a church and let's get to freaking work okay thank you everybody for tuning into my TED talk (laughs) um okay and the second thing that i'm going to talk about the um one of the things that final thoughts that andre said was uh, singleness is not a time to relax, it's a time to build. And so um, I'm just going to let you guys juke it out. Who wants to close us out with that one?
0: Well, I think it just goes back to what we just talked about with the, the job thing, right? Um, you know you have a better job out there, um, so do well in the job that you have now. If yeah. you know you're called to be a husband or a wife, start practice putting that into practice now. What does God want me to do now to step into that calling? Um, mm-hmm. so it's absolutely right. Uh, God's not going to bring you into a place of blessing if you can't even handle what a little bit he's given you down here. Yes. So do it with excellence. Everything you do, do with excellence, whether it's, um, you have a job, whether you're part of a church, start volunteering, start getting involved, start going to the cell group, start going to the yeah. midweek services, um, okay. in your family, start honoring your parents, start helping around in the house, you know, um, whatever you're in right now, whatever God has you in right now do with absolute excellence. Yes. And when you can master that and you can, con- well, maybe not master, but you know, do well, as well as you possibly can do, God will go, okay, now you're ready to take care of your spouse. Now yes. you're ready to step into this place. Um, don't just sit there. Don't just uh, sit in You know, like my dad used that example, don't just play video games all day and then like, (laughs) oh, I'll I'll stop playing video games when my wife comes along. Mm. You know, um, that's just a really broken concept and and things don't get easier when you get married. Right. Um, I I know that uh, uh, our two married ladies here can totally (laughs) agree with that. If things don't get easier, you know, you think that they do and a lot of things we would think that they do. And so no
3: (laughs) that that actually if i can add to what you're saying this has been burning in my heart i had said in one of the first podcasts and i still stand true that your past does not have to doesn't like does not have to dictate your future Mm -hmm. however your unresolved past will affect your future so what you're adding to what you're saying it's singleness is a perfect time to close the doors. Or even revisit the doors, right, of your unresolved past that needs to be dealt with so yeah. that it does not affect your future. Because I promise you that the enemy will use all of those un, like, unresolved trauma, all those, un, like, open doors to hinder yeah. what you're trying to create and build that kingdom.
1: Yeah. Yep, I love that. So good. Do you want to add one last thing?
2: Just with what Denise said, I think that's powerful, that's good, and not only in in your marriage, but also your children are going to have to fight through the battles that you didn't fight. Yes. So it's just fight it when you're single, make those relationships better with anybody you can. And I even take a cooking class. Just do something, <laughs> you know? Just better yeah. yourself as We yes. have
1: that too. We have that at the church yes, too. We, we, <laughs> we got it all. We got it all. All right. So before we sign off, we do want to give you guys some tips for the upcoming event, November 18th, for our listeners that are attending. We're so excited. Um, during the weekend, I met with because um, we're going to have like uh, mocktails and all that. It's going to be so cute. She board, And so I met with Helping Hands, which is a business run by one of the ladies that we know. Her name is Sue. Shout out to Sue. Mm-hmm. She's the best. And she, she, she has such a gift of making the most isolated, lowly person, making them feel like they're worth a million dollars. And that is a woman that is currently setting up your, the charcuterie board setting up, the bartending, and her husband's gonna be there too, who also has such a huge heart for people. And so yeah. we're we're bringing in people that see value in other people. And Yessie mm-hmm. um, and I we was working till midnight. You know, uh, Shekinah and I doing the most, trying to get these forms out. Denise making sure we're staying out of jail, praying, <laughs> uh, and her intercession team praying for you guys. Like it is. There's so much that we're expecting, and just the level of um, the level of resistance that we've been feeling just shows me the level of breakthrough that we're going to have, um, not just for ourselves, but most importantly for everybody that's intending. And so we can't wait to hear your guys' testimony. So here are some tips. <laughs> First tip that we, um, Denise actually brought this one up, is the foundation that you start out with and the foundation that you lay is the foundation that your relationship will be built upon. So Denise, in the context of the event, how do you want to interpret that to our listeners?
3: Um, Don't try to come in here trying to impress people in the sense of like don't fake it, right? Don't yeah. pretend to be. I guess don't pretend to be someone you're not, because a lie cannot be sustained for that long. Yep. So for me, I'm. I'm. I mean, obviously, impress. Like dress to impress. Like definitely. Like, let me make that clear. We don't want yes. no. You know, <laughs> we want there to be that that level of excellence. All but right. what I meant by don't fake the funk is don't pretend to be someone you're not because one that's lying you're leading, you know, you're setting up a cracky foundation. It's not going to be sustainable. So with being you and laying it out and you'll be able to sustain that, you know, throughout the duration of if there is a relationship or whatnot, like the other person can never say, well, I didn't know that or you, that's not what you said, you know? And so I think that's really, really important. It's just how you lay the foundation is what you're going to have to sustain it on. And that just encompasses um, how truthful and the things that you're really presenting to the other person. Yeah, absolutely. I love that.
1: That's so good. Yes, um, you talked about <laughs> listening on your way to the event. What is your suggestion to our attendants?
2: Listen to music that will hype you up. <laughs> yeah. We want the fun version of you. We want, I mean, I guess all versions yeah, of you, yeah. right? But
1: we. Not at the same
2: time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> (laughs) but we want we want you to come in like fun ready with that perspective of like okay this is going to be a great time like don't come all nervous in the car and like listening to very dramatic music like (laughs) that's not setting the tone like no mozart yeah let's set the tone for a fun environment because i know that's what we're working hard for you guys obviously a fun and purposeful environment but just come with like you know that upbeat personality that you might have and 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 just like that perspective of like, okay, I'm gonna make the best out of tonight.
1: Yeah. I'm yes. coming
2: and I'm investing in myself tonight. Okay, you know? do
1: you have a song that they did? What would what would be your song?
2: <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I mean, I'm into country right now, but mm. then I'm also into different music. But I think I would just probably I mean, don't don't ask me because I'm listening to kids' music lately. <laughs>
0: <laughs> to be
1: honest. Alright, Shekinah, what song would you put?
2: Oh gosh. Um
0: yeah you know how like you forget every song when someone asks you what yeah. your favorite song is that's supposed to happen right now the only thing running through my mind is twinkle twinkle little star <laughs> um we're not gonna i'm not gonna bump that though but honestly i think my favorite like uh, lately i've been listening to a lot of like the classics like um like frank sinatra and everything it's just it's happy it's fun it's just okay. like yeah it's snappy and you just get in there it's like that's, that's <laughs> what hypes up
2: chicane yeah, yeah that's what
0: hypes me up it's just you know has they for the most part they have that fun positive message <laughs> and you know like just go out there and do it yeah. singing in the rain <laughs>
2: maybe maybe um this is how we do it i don't oh, know okay, yeah right
1: by the game yeah or wait no no, no. <laughs> what <laughs>
2: i was thinking this is how oh, we do maybe that one too i don't know but i'm just saying like i don't know just like something that you know get, gets you
3: pumped you yeah, know yeah
1: what would be your your drive to the event song denise um
3: that's a good question i don't know come back
1: <laughs> well you're the last one girlfriend
3: uh, um probably i know it's gonna be so random but like debbie deb look at weekend
1: oh my like god that's fun that is fun
3: yeah. i
1: don't know what mine would be that is appropriate to say on there <laughs> <laughs> just kidding it'd probably be like
3: but hey jay camilton has really good band yeah he does song.
1: that's oh, a good actually? hype song yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure 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 sure. okay <laughs> All right, moving on. Send Um, your suggestions. Yeah, send your suggestions. (laughs) What should uh, we listen to? Your playlist on
0: Spotify. Yeah,
1: (laughs) Yeah, that'd be fine. Okay, so then last piece of advice, um, be open to the activities. Be Mm -hmm. open to the activities. We I am determined to get people out of their shell. Determined to get everybody into the zone. And so bring your competitive hats on. (laughs) It's gonna be it's gonna be great. It's gonna be a whirlwind from the very beginning. So we're definitely doing the best to be able to treat you guys like royalty, the way that you deserve to be treated. Um and yeah, Shekinah, is there anything you would like to add?
0: Um, yeah, I think, uh, so we talked about men bringing information cards, right? We're trying to encourage an environment where the men are the one reaching out to the women, um, at least as the first handoff. So men bring your cards with the information, right? Like make sure your name is on it. Make sure your phone number or your social media or whatever is on that card. It can be handwritten, but I think it would be a little bit more professional if you typed it up at least and printed out some, you know, (laughs) some cards you can cut up and, and, you know, hand out. But, um, yeah, just... Just be fun with it, you know, like have fun with it. It can be as simple as you want it, but it could also be as elaborate as you want. I think that also says a lot about a person as well um, as to what kind of uh, card they bring and (laughs) how they, you know, whether it's laminated or not. I don't know. It's completely up to you. Your business card. Yeah, it's completely up to you and what that looks like. The only, what we're just asking is that it just has your information and that's really the basic requirement of that. But have fun with it. Don't be afraid to have fun and get creative. Yes,
1: All right, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in to our Thursday podcast. We're so excited. Next week, we actually sat down. I sat down with Mike Berdusco, which is Denise's husband, and I am excited to be able to release that interview. It's going to be absolutely great. Mm -hmm. It's so good, you guys. We can't wait to see you guys this Saturday. It's going to be hot fire. I'm already thinking what coffee order I'm going to put in for Sunday to be able to stay up at church. Um, And what's cool is that we're going to hopefully record. I'm not looking at Ramsey right now, but hopefully record that Sunday and you guys will be able to hear the feedback, everything, the stories, fresh, hot off the press. So once again, thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate your support. Uh, Please let us know what you're thinking of the podcast on our social media at inthevine.dating. That's on Instagram. Or you can email us at inthevine.dating at gmail.com. She yes. loves the dots, okay? The she dots. freaking loves the dots. <laughs> um, so, or you can just, I don't know, if you have our numbers, call us, text us, we're here. Um, we're so excited. And again, Greater Words Christian Church, we're in Lancaster. We have service every, t- every Sunday, 1030 in the morning. Come as you are. So cliche. Hate to say it, but it's the truth. Um, So we love you guys. We thank you for tuning in and have a
0: good one.
2: Bye. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening. If you liked this episode or we answered any of your questions, or you have a question that you would like to be discussed in future episodes, let us know in the comments or share on social media. You may also email us at inthevine.dating at gmail.com. And don't forget to visit our website for more information about our upcoming events on InTheVineDating.com. And be sure to hit subscribe so you won't miss out on the amazing content and guests we have lined up for you. Shalom and God bless.